Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 what, what is his goal? Welcome back to the Immigrant Section. I'm your host, Abbas Wahab. And in the studio today, we got Jennifer Shung. How are you? I am very well and even happier that you got my last name pronounced correctly on the first go. It is a little <laughs> bit of a mystery with the H-S-Z-T-7. Yes. The 7 is the confusing part, if I'm being honest with you right now. Well, you know, <laughs> Asians and numbers, right? <laughs> but what's the worst pronunciation you got for that? Shung? Oh, I've got like hisuing, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I had this joke like it's so it's so pretentious like I'll go up and I'll be like oh people never know how to pronounce my name hishwing 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 and I go it's what you do when you see me it's showing 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 you know like it's so like it's all such delivery. a brag yeah <laughs> thing it's like a what's it like Bugs Bunny style like yeah exactly cartoon yeah, Whing, yeah. cartoon boner sound exactly <laughs> yeah Right. Is that what they call like onomatopoeia? Like those like exclamation sounds? Like with the, when the birds fly around your yeah, head? Yeah, like when they do boom, pow, wow. Like the comic book. like Oh, uh, like uh. Batman transitions. Yeah. Boom, yeah. wow. Yeah, you see Pow, wow. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, and it's like trumpets. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking about, I, I was editing a video the other right. day. And I literally typed in... Uh, uh, old Batman funny transition sounds nice. for those exact sounds. <laughs> what? Wow! wow. Like they don't belong in a dictionary. Yeah, right. Somewhere. Boom. Kapoo. Yeah. <laughs> so you just did a show right now. How'd it go? Oh, it was, was awesome. Set? It was at the Thompson Hotel. Have yeah. you been there? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe to drink, but not yeah. to oh, perform super there. Super bougie and fancy. Like, you just go in there, and it's like the set of Gossip Girl, and you're like, are these people for real? Yeah. But you're like, everyone smells good, and it's so fancy and sexy. Like, something about hotels just make you want to fuck. Yeah, right? Because you're <laughs> Especially like, when it's nice. No, yeah, right? It's there's, not like motel, you There's know? no responsibility here, right? <laughs> Everyone's mysterious. Yeah, right? There's so many mirrors and <laughs> I'm lights. I'm not me, yeah. <laughs> I'm a whole new me. Right, right. I'm a 800 thread count me. You know, <laughs> I'm taking one of these pills. I remember. I'm that. A, yeah, money with envelope me. No, no, that's bad. Okay. Back when I was in high school, we would go to the soccer tournament in Windsor. We'd stay at this hotel. My one buddy's be like, "I'm gonna take these pillows." Oh my god! <laughs> fucking idiot! You can't take. You can take towels. You can't take the pillows. The entire pillow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The ghettoest thing ever. It's so dirty too. Because pillows per- don't get washed. Yeah. Right. It just all seeps through to the cotton yeah, or the, the down sweat, or whatever. The But I imagine these days you're staying in some pretty premium hotels, aren't you? No. Oh my gosh. Uh, Oh my god. Not even right. I have not had a vacation. You put you push your Versace bag further under the the table. What are you even talking about right now? I'm not carrying Versace. It's Tory Burch today. Oh, I don't even know. That's That's how you know it's nice because I've never even heard of it. No, it's a brand for the people. Yeah, (laughs) but she is a white designer, so mm. it's vegan, but also seven (laughs) thousand (laughs) dollars. Well, no, it's leather. So it's because everybody who worked on this purse got paid $88,000 a year because that no higher than that you don't have any happiness differences it's actually in stats yeah it's It's really sad we don't think about where our products come from but do we really care I mean like they have all these documentaries about where your food comes from and trying to be a vegan at the end of the day it looks like a burger is round I don't see a cow you know the impossible burger or whatever it could just be ham or sorry it could just be beef right 
You know, it right. could just be beef with like a really good marketing agency, right? Right. A lot or of plants. A really good soy marinade. Yeah, to make exactly. it taste vegan. Primo. Ooh. You Yo. Know. So the one of the things that really interests me is about you is that you used to be uh, like a news. I don't know. I don't know if anchor. I want you anchor in yeah. China. Yes. Did you? So did you grow up there? Move here? Go back? No. I how was... did you have such a? How are you so equipped with the language that you could do that? So basically, uh, born in downtown Toronto, um, lived yeah. with my grandmother, and I would watch these like Chinese soap operas with her when I was a kid. But like the way I describe my family is like we really didn't come from like a traditional Chinese family. We we really didn't. Like while my cousins were off doing like Kumon lessons and piano lessons on the weekend, I was at home on the weekend eating mac and cheese and watching Jerry Springer and Chinese soap operas. Oh, you know, so it was still a weird mix. So the Jerry very... Springer and the Chinese operas. Exactly. Okay? Were the Chinese operas also like, were they like Chinese trash? Basically. <laughs> was it all trash stuff, but different was, cultural trash? It was exactly. Or so was it from high like level? White trash to like Chinese trash. It was just all blended with some dirty dancing mixed in there. Okay. Um. Yeah. And I always felt it was weird because like my cousins, like, you know, they're kind of like the uppity, like proper Asians. And we just like, you know, I'm just going to be honest, like very dysfunctional Chinese family. Parents got divorced when I was seven years old. And so I was, you know, I don't know. I don't want to like put a damper on this podcast because no, it does get no, very no, no. sad. This is, no, this is the best is this, kind of this stuff. Is the real stuff. Yeah, okay? It's like, it's like, yeah. it's like uh, I'm in part of the video. Just like, yeah, <laughs> I know. You're like, no, <laughs> stop on. it. Stop yeah. it. No, absolutely. Go yeah. for it. hundred percent. So, be, so be I real. think it's common what you don't know in immigrant families is that like there is a lot of dysfunction. I mean, you're coming to a new country. My parents struggled with money. He owned a bunch of retail stores, my dad on Queen Street. Then the fortune teller was like, yo, if you get married to this woman, you're year of the rooster. She's year of the rat. You're going to lose all your money. And lo and behold, that became like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They fought over money. Basically, look, my dad was a good dad, uh, but he beat my mom. We, we we witnessed it. It was pretty bad. When I was seven, we went to go live in a women's shelter. Um, and then my dad's best friend stepped in, and he was, oh my God, I can't believe he was a child molester. It's okay. I'm fine. I'm rich now. It's okay. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Life. God is fair. No. The universe um, works its way out, you know, all things. But I, I put him in jail because I went to journalism school and it taught me that I could record a conversation with another party and have that be admissible in court. It took two criminal trials. I was living in Beijing at the time, had to come back to Toronto, uh, do a criminal trial, go back to Beijing and work as an anchor and then come back again because there was like some evidence that was missing. So you had this person essentially confess to the crimes that they did on years the ago on on tape and that was the only thing in a he said she said case that goes back years ago like yeah. they would never if i didn't have that tape it would have just been like dead and that tape is totally allowed in court yes because i was part of the conversation okay so my lesson to you is if you need to get a confession out of someone yeah you record yourself with them you can submit that as evidence okay but if you like have them talking to your boy it doesn't count you no, have you to can't, be part of you it. You can't, like, you know, the wire it and be yeah. like, hey, po-po, like, let's, like, listen in on this like conversation. Snitch, yeah. You can't snitch it unless you're a cop. You know you what I mean? You have to be part of it. You have to be part of it. So. And then it's full evidence, like, open. Exactly. exactly. What if, you know what I was thinking about? Like, um, celebrities who, like, uh, single celebrities who hook up a lot and stuff. If they right. have, like, a camera in the hotel room and, like, a girl says, oh, he did this and that, is that totally allowed to be reviewed? 
Like, if you have huh. always video footage of, like, if you keep a camera in your hotel room right. just to avoid, like, you know what I mean? Like, let's say Leonardo oh, DiCaprio. Right, right. Does he right. go to a hotel room and you have to put, like, a little yeah. camera thing yeah, always? Yeah, just to make sure that he's not being, like, me too or something. Exactly, exactly, yeah. You know, I think it, it could be. Because I was he's thinking, like, there. could her lawyers be like, oh, we, like, but then they she could... didn't, uh, uh, she didn't consent to videotaping or something like that. Right. Like, I don't know about the law. No, there is such a thing as I think they can argue in like a different court. Like they could sue him in civil court over it was a breach of my privacy. Oh, but, but it, if if you're pertaining to evidence for that a criminal you need court or a criminal court, it'll count. It'll count. Okay, because that is evidence. Okay, so you, you know. put this motherfucker away then. I did, but I I, I veered so off topic because you talked about like did. I always live in China. No, born in Toronto, went to China after graduating from Ryerson University. I was actually working as a traffic reporter for Shout 680 News. Oh, guys affiliate. Is this Rogers? No, this is Bell. Ooh, you... the enemy. Oh, this mic is already like spitting uh, 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 on me. <laughs> you can't talk about where this is. No. Oh, oh, I can't? Oh, okay. they'll come. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no, There's no. no okay, okay. They'll come and they'll just be like, well, they record there. They I'm move in sections so... in there. Uh, like one person. <laughs> I know. I'm always so paranoid because I lived in China and it's just like, they're, all, you know, police state. It's becoming more of that lately. What so. was that like? You were in China for a decade, right? Basically, like 12 years. Do you prefer, there's a lot of those countries where if you're like in the, uh, if you're doing well, if you're, if you're doing, uh, you know, if you're part of more like the affluent part of society mm -hmm. or if you're, you know, if you've got a career that's, you're doing, you're successful. Right. It's sometimes I find it's better to live in non-Western countries when you're in that situation. Oh, you know, yeah, like if you sure. see how people live in like Dubai or the or the Gulf yeah. or the Middle East or Africa or Asia when they're in that, you know, you live like a totally different level of, you know, as compared to North American, like well to do. Oh, for sure. And I think that it wasn't the draw for me to go there. Basically, I was like, it was 2006. China had just won the bid to host the 2008 Olympics. And I was in radio and I was like, you know what? It'd be like I was really feeling the motherland. Like I, I thought I knew so much about Chinese pride. You had an like, afro for some reason that didn't. Was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no afro, but I was definitely feeling like a lot of pride and thinking that I was so attuned to my culture. And man, did I get like a slap in the face when I actually went to China and realized that I was like the whitest, <laughs> the bitch whitest in town. Thing. Like seriously, <laughs> like I was like, what is going on? A woman's holding her child over the garbage can to pee. Like it's just like there's no kind of um, sense of personal space. It's just different. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just very culturally different. And like the Chinese people there versus the ones that have been acclimatized to Canada and North America. The CBCs or whatever. Civility here. You yeah. know, it's just different. It's it's a city with over like 20 million people and so when I went there it was a huge culture shock and now coming back to Toronto after 12 years like Toronto's kind of changed from a facade point of view but you do realize how much doesn't change like in China it's just because of labor everything work like happens happens quick. so quick especially in in the build-up to the Olympics like buildings that would take like decades to finish in Toronto would get erected in a week there like they have they have what you call um, migrant workers coming from different provinces to the city. Yes. yes and they yes, just yes. work round the clock. 
and then they send money home. And for them, it's like, yeah. that's the same situation as for Canadians who are like, yo, you go to Fort Mac and you work yeah. in the oil thing. Exactly. And you the send the money. Business. And you two years, you live yes. on a complex, but then you kill, you come back home, you buy a house. Totally. It's probably the same thing for them over there, right? We yeah. go build the house in Beijing, go back to the other provinces. Totally. But in much like harsher horrible conditions making pennies absolutely yeah. for it is the same uh, situation for like southeast asians and like uh, indian people in like mm. the gulf countries oh, you know okay. there are a lot of the labor force right and especially in like qatar with when they had the fifa coming up yeah they had major issues because they were working their people around the clock so many people were dying in an effort yeah. to erect the yes. stadiums and everything to actually be able to have the capacity for that kind of tourism no for sure it's crazy and that kind of stuff you can never get away with it here no. But you can't have that level of commerce either. Yeah. So it's like this from like exactly from it's this like, government point of view. It's right. like the people could die, but look look at all the things we yeah. can do so quick. Yeah, yeah and, we'll we'll take the yeah, contract the, for sure. Nation, we'll figure it out. You know. And the nation will support it, and that was kind of the whole like um, the great leap forward. With I, I don't want to bore you guys with like Chinese history, but like Mao Zedong and why so many people starved. It, it was because it was seen as like the great leap forward to making China like. A world economy again and so many people suffered and died and it's it's communism but it's capitalism because if you go to china it is technically a communist government but the way the city runs the way business runs everything bars open till 4 a.m everyone's making money it is the most capitalist place in the world there's no social safety net no one gives a shit if you die working to death it's all about money and yet the communism part is we need to be strong as a nation, you know, there's and that, they'll like, stamp out anything there, else yeah. yeah, that will interfere with that. Hence, anytime there's a threat with uh, different groups in like Xinjiang or whatever, like what's going on in Hong Kong, like if there's an uprising, they want to stamp it out because they don't want to turn into the USSR and lose that solidarity. Yeah. It's pretty crazy out there. Like, uh, I remember, like, I used to work in Shanghai just for a, a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. I used to, so I, I definitely, I, uh, I get the vibes. But the stories you hear, the level of business hustle in China is just amazing. Like, the, the how far the dollar goes for business hustle mm -hmm. there, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I, I, I heard of a story of a friend's dad. The way he got rich was that he, you know, um, uh, medication. The packaging it comes in, you know, has like four, eight cavities for eight pills. Yeah. So he got the, he got a bunch of those machines and he found out like he went to some supplier and he's like, I want to be your packaging person. Hmm. And they're like, okay, have you done this before? And he's like, yeah, I've done this all the time. So he goes to another company that's doing it and he pays them to put his logos up for like a week. So when they come do the supplier visit. Mm -hmm it looks like his company right. it's like that kind of right. shit yeah. and then he ended up getting the contract and then just took the money they fronted him and got his own operations so he the lie he used the lie to make a truth and that kind of wow. thing does not i mean it obviously can happen everywhere yes but on that large scale i've never seen it being like coming from corporate manufacturing mm -hmm. that kind of shit you can't get away with in north america yeah. there's too many gates there's too right. many red flags yeah there's too many committees that decide Govern. on every little thing yeah that government stuff mm -hmm. that kind of stuff these little hustles for huge contracts it's something in china you see like you never see it here it's unbelievable so i'm like it makes you think that's how people get so crazy rich that's why mm -hmm. you go to university of waterloo or uft and the 18 year olds are in mclaren's or yeah. in because wow. they're getting sent over here and they want to say like it's a very status conscious culture yeah so they're like 
like you know, I'm I'm here in Toronto and I want to have the nicest car. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a lot of the times they're here because their family has paid for their scholarship or their tuition to come here. Like a lot of the times um, in China, like uh, many rich Chinese kids, their parents will basically bribe schools or just front the money for them to get in with no real. That's credits. the whole world. Yeah, that, that's well, literally that's, the yeah, whole that's world. The full besides, house lady, like, right? Like, that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it happened in America. So it's it's not like, that oh! uncommon, right? You know. No, but your money, you were talking about like the expat life, your money does go a long way, especially back then. Now it is getting more expensive. But like a lot of people are always shocked when I say like I had three nannies in China and they're like, oh, my God, of course, Jen, you would. But when you're an expat with no immediate family, like everyone does it, you know, and because your money goes so much further there. Yeah. And you, you can need, give someone a livable wage yeah. for an amount of money that does not break your bank and you need that help. You don't think twice about it. Right. And you can get like foot massages, oil massages, you can get your <laughs> nails done every day. Like, it sounds just, like you had a team. You, you had a nursery. You, you, you were breeding. Right. Right. <laughs> but you live in a bubble and then you come back here and you're like, oh, my gosh, I have to do everything on my own. This sucks. This is how people live. What? Like, yeah. you know, you came back even whiter <laughs> than when you left. Huh? You came oh back even whiter. The colonized became. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. What's that super popular uh, dumpling place all over China? Like Ding Tai Fung. Ding Tai Fung. Yes. I can just imagine dumplings. you arriving in 2006. Let's hit Ding Tai Fung. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even really like Chinese food that much. Okay, that was not. No, no. Like I loved the food in China, but I didn't know really what to order. And growing up, I was just Garfield. Like I ate lasagna and macaroni. Like, I, I swear I was Italian in a past life. So that shit was a culture. Did you yeah. ever feel like on, on the real real? Did you feel like, so you didn't like the cultural food? No, did no, ever, I did. You did. It's just I didn't know what to order always. And it wouldn't, wouldn't be my first choice. Like, there's so many different varieties of dishes and styles of cuisine within China. Like, here in Canada, you're like, oh, Chinese food, like Manchu Wok, whatever, like the food court. Or, or no, we have Chinatown. Panda, so people yeah. are, people are Panda more. Express. Yeah, they're more attuned to, like, okay, there's, like, different types of Asian food. Um, in China, though, just within Chinese food, there's Sichuan food. There's Beijing food. Sichuan's my favorite. There's Shanghai, there's Cantonese food. It, it all varies and it's very diverse and it just depends what your palate likes. Um, for me, it's just like I always feel like I need to like wash it down with like a bunch of Diet Coke to get the MSG out of my intestines. Oh, is that a thing? Well, yeah. Like a lot of them, they use like Diet a lot Coke of Diet Coke gets MSG out of your intestines? No, it just makes me feel like refreshed after. Like, okay, my palate's cleaned. Like, let's go gelato, you know? Do you ever feel the pressure to order like a uh, a more Chinese dish in front of like Chinese people you know Not like when really. you were there did you like were you did you see the mac and cheese but were like I should probably get the chicken no 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 <laughs> no because here's the thing it, it was becoming it's well Beijing Shanghai a lot of these major cities they're actually very international like one of the first restaurants I went to near my apartment was like TGI Fridays so they have a ton of Western restaurants yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a place called Annie's in China which is like Italian food it's been like a staple of uh, China ever... and it's just like they do delivery they're so efficient they're is it like, like all McDonald's Garden? Italian food oh yeah of. yeah Annie's yeah so I huh. ate that I ate this parm Parmesan, no, no, it was the eggplant parm, like, ricotta 
kind of cake thing and it came out like this and that was like my diet for two years because <laughs> it was no carb but it's also cheesy delivered <laughs> yes they can deliver it everything's delivered like you don't have to cook in china and it's almost more efficient to just order food because it's cheap and there's no tipping yeah right that oh uh, but it's not no like tipping. you break the bank on the tipping anyways it's like 15 percent extra but it's yeah, like that's a lot if it's you like, add it up here, you're like, you why didn't you just include that in the price? And now 15 is the standard. So it's like the way now it you works have to go now, to it's 20 like 20 to 25. Yeah. Someone's like, if it was like, if the service was meh or like, mm. it wasn't that good, you tip 15 and then go up from yeah. there. I'm like, Jesus, what like the they fuck? They up the ante. They up yeah, the minimum exactly. wage of tipping. <laughs> exactly. And then I like how they do it in Europe. In Europe, there's the pressure to tip is not there, but mm. they also are like, I'm going to live my life while I do this job. Don't demand anything too quickly. Mm. Like in Europe, it'll be like when you order something the, and they're like working on, they're at their own pace. Yeah. You can't really be like, ah. it's yeah. very North yeah. American to be like, I gotta go somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I gotta go to Costco. I gotta go home and watch Netflix. Hurry up. But here, the whole like service industry is based on go, 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 go. So I'll get tipped the most. Yes. You know? So here it's all like military style service just to make the most. I actually way prefer that over there. They're the like living. I remember I went to Amsterdam to like some. Yeah. Last time I was in Amsterdam, I was in a hookah place. The girl that was running the hookah place was doing the hookahs, making the drinks. Everything was taking forever mm. to get to because she was servicing the whole place, but no one cared. Everyone was in these deep conversations. And I'm like, man, this is the most like not like. Yeah. We not ordered like, 30 minutes ago. And right. I, I can tell by looking at people that I'm not allowed or supposed to get mad right yes, now. You know, this is the, this way. Is the European vibe. You yeah, know? you have to conform. Get in the vibe. Way. Right. There's the red light district. Yeah. It's going to take 40 minutes for you to get your fucking Arabic tea. You know what I mean? <laughs> Be chill. Arabic tea. Yeah, or uh, wow. Turkish tea. Oh, rather. okay. Arabic tea is that? That's not even it's a like, thing. What is, is that? It? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> I love uh, Arabic coffee or tea. Tea. I said tea. No, Turkish tea for sure. That's the move. Yeah. Or was I thinking Turkish? I'm a hundred percent confused right now whether it was Turkish coffee, tea, what the fuck the concoction yeah. was. But it took forever to get there. Is the point? And was it worth it in the end? It tasted. I don't good. even remember. I was on yeah. acid. It was the first time I took See? acid. So it doesn't even matter because everyone's like screwed up. Anyway. Yeah. Right. So oh, like... but but the owner of this place. This was the weirdest thing. The owner of this uh, um, hookah place was this Turkish guy who's like openly racist. It was the weirdest mm. thing I've ever seen. Like, cause like uh, it was the weirdest type of. He was just mad at like black people. Yeah. He comes up to me at some point. I'm with people. He goes. He's mad that I'm smiling. He's like, what are you smiling for kind of thing? And then like a group, I'm like, what the fuck? What a weirdo. And then a group of like people come in and one of them is black and he's wearing a hat. Yeah. And he goes off on this guy really? about wearing hats indoors. Uh. I'm like, oh, this guy's just a fucking, and he's wearing like, he's the most like <laughs> quintessential yeah. like Turkish dude who's wearing like a fucking Persian rug for a shirt. Wow. You know what I mean? Okay. Just like living it, just angry. I'm like, whoa, this guy's, what the fuck's this guy's deal? See, I think racism has different meanings in different countries. Like China, like if you live there, you'll be like, wow, this country is very racist, but not in the sense of racism as we know it here. Yeah. I just mean people yeah, notice Yeah, I know. They just stare. Like, they'll just stare at you. Well, For yeah, me, they'll they just stare. stare or they'll be like, oh, my God, can I get a photo with you? Because you're black and I've never seen a black yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. This is like a panda bear to me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and but they don't mean there's no malice behind it. Exactly. Whereas here That's we difference. attribute that meaning to racism. The hatred. Yeah. And, and even in China, like there's different provinces and regions, so many. And people will be like, OK, everyone knows that the nannies from uh, who 
Hunan province are shady and the, because they had a reputation oh, for stealing. Shit. So they just take a track record or a stereotype and they're like, From okay, like this is what you're a known long for. time ago, like exactly. generational. And they'll do like it's like yellow on yellow on yellow. It's like Chinese on Chinese racism. But there's no like there's kind of no stigma it's, to it. Yeah, they're it, just so open about it. And and they'll it's just blunt. It's just blunt. You know what it's I remember. Racism. You know what I remember in China when people would stare at me so much. I used to think in my head, okay, you can't. That's the thing about the Chinese. The they used to stare at me, and I would break first, and it would drive me crazy. Right. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna look back, and then they're gonna look away, and then I'm like, oh, like <laughs> I can't stare this much. You know, makes, makes you feel special though. And then like, they just oh, wow. they don't even bat an eye. I'm like Jesus. This is all the highest level staring. Yeah, yeah, but they don't. It's strictly curiosity. Yeah, Exactly. A lot of it's them, like a cat. For a while, China's been like North Korea, like pre-Olympics. They just, no one is allowed out. I mean, now Oh, the they Olympics are. opened the gates for that? It kind of did. It was kind of their opening up party to the world. And now, I mean, it's still not super easy for like people to get a visa to leave the country. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't like they could just freely travel and see the world. You know what I mean? Well, that's there weren't what... a lot of foreigners coming to China, so... That's People something. In the countryside don't that's see something that. that shocked me, which I think is some North American arrogance again. When I went to Shanghai, I was shocked at the level of English. Like it's like non-existent. Oh yeah. I realized in Shanghai that the level of English of the average Chinese person is the level of Chinese of the average American. Zero. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I, used to, I I went to like uh, restaurants, and the dude was my age, and I'm thinking, oh, he'll know Hollywood and stuff. Not even a yes or a no or nothing. It's like, yo, they're living on a. A, a mega state here they have no the english is not like why would they learn english now that i was thinking about it it's as if like why would i know chinese like living in the states you know right it's like two mega powers yeah we, i have the arrogance that everybody speaks a little english yes. not in china no 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 no, no. Yeah. they're their own thing yeah you got to remember that when you're there exactly I was like, oh, fuck. I was, i'm so like americanized you know mm -hmm. i'm like well you guys don't even you can't even tell right. me Very menu, english I yeah know, i know I'll tell you a funny thing. I was in Chinatown recently with a few other comedians, and we were at like a dim sum restaurant. And this um, this elderly white couple came and sat next to us, and we're having like a little comedy comedian meeting. And I, I guess we weren't even that loud, okay? And then they were like, "Excuse me, can you lower your voices?" And we were like, "What? You come into a Chinese dim sum restaurant?" And then the funny thing is, like, we just kind of shot back at them. Like moments later, the restaurants just started bursting with activity and they hear like these Chinese people like oh my god blah, 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 like going off <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then it's like wow like they had it good when they were just listening to us yeah right. but like coming into a Chinese restaurant and then like telling us to lower our voices is like you know going to a Chinese person's house and like refusing to take off your shoes like do you not know what you've stepped into <laughs> yeah exactly or like being <laughs> like in like a, arrogant. a black barbershop trying to take a phone call like can you be quiet <laughs> You yeah, know? Like, or just go you outside. Know, <laughs> yeah, like... this place is never gonna be quiet. You know, <laughs> it's just not against. That's against the nature of this fucking place. Yeah, you know what? I went to. Uh, I spent a lot of time in uh, Japan. I went to Japan first, and then I went to. Uh, I wanted to, Japan has amazing PR in the world. You know, mm -hmm. everyone loves Japan. Everyone wants to go to Japan. Japan, Japan. I went to Japan. Uh huh. And then I never would have thought I actually much prefer Shanghai over huh. because. The percentage of locals to expats is an amazing ratio in Shanghai. Right. Right? There's such a huge expat population. So you have like this sick vibe where yeah. at any given time, you will see a non-Chinese person. Mm -hmm. Maybe if it's a one in a hundred, right? Mm -hmm. In Japan, no. In Tokyo, you fucking, you could be in a situation where it's like, I remember I realized at one time, 
I'm in a super long subway. I'm on the subway, and it's like one of those bendy subways. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, the 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 tunnel straightens out. It's a long stretch, and all the little carts line up. And I'm in the middle, and I looked all the way to the left, down like ten carts, and all the way to the right, and I didn't see one person of a different complexion. Like I don't know one. Like in hundreds of people i'm like jesus fuck you know yeah that's what i hear is not exactly i guess tourist friendly like you should know some japanese like but the and, japanese and the also people don't necessarily speak english like it's very hard. it's much no, no, it's yeah. way higher level yeah. than china for right, sure right. And, and they're also curious but with much more like disdain <laughs> a little disdain a little yeah. disdain but it's much more like if they see me if i look at they them staring they look stare. away yeah 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 they will stare until it's i look as, it's like because it's they're polite in china <laughs> it's kind of like they just keep <laughs> yeah, right, it's like right, what the right. fuck? Oh fuck! <laughs> it's like a, it's like a. Some they look at one. Some somebody looked at me in a, in a bus in China, just like how I would look at a kangaroo, like in a zoo. Yeah, totally. You know? Just like, hmm. oh, oh, yeah. And I don't know about that pouch. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? One time, uh, one dude <laughs> got ambushed. In China, one of the engineers was tall black dude. Another coworker was like NBA, and he literally got ambushed. By wow! People. Yeah, he's a tall see black that dude. He yeah. just said NBA. Oh my people just, goodness! They're trying to take pictures and figure it out afterwards. Right. You know? Right. Oh gosh, NBA in China. Yeah, that was. I miss China. I want to go back to Shanghai. You know what I liked about it too is like the buildings. You see buildings in Shanghai where it's like that architecture would not get approved here. No. It's like a ball on top of a fucking right. pole. With a disco ball. Yeah, you're it's like, like, what the fuck? It's like that Niagara Falls carnival section where things are just like lit up, yeah. <laughs> but on a grander scale. I just <laughs> saw I just saw that like <laughs> six months ago for the first time in my life when I grew up in the area. Yeah. I'm like that yeah. like. Yeah, they had that thing, right? That light that structure. That whole section like, of it. From the 70s. No, I met the, the downtown Niagara Falls. Yeah, I've never even I mean. been there. That whole oh, like so festival. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm like, so, what is this? It's kind of trashy, but it is fun. very trashy. The lights, <laughs> God, God. it looks like a. It's like one part of CNE that's right? deserted. <laughs> it looks like a Louisiana State Fair, you know? Right. Wow, there's lights and everything. <laughs> but it's so fun. Yeah. So what's going on with you? Uh, not much. Just hustling and grinding, being a mom, doing the comedy. <laughs> you out here? I see you keeping it. The it's you're just in Instagram. Like a... I'm just very compulsive about posting stuff, and so people are like under the illusion, like, oh, she's busy, she's hustling. I mean, I am, but like someone else could be too, and they just could be lazy on social media, so you don't see it. So it's just smokes and mirrors, you know. <sighs> I just wanna. I wish I just had the money to pay someone to do all my social media. Yeah, it's a total different job. I want to get off of it so bad. And I realize I'm not good at promotion. I'm not, you know? I just, there's something there that I'm missing. Sometimes I see people promoting things. I'm like, yes, that's all there. It has all the aspects. I want to support this. But something about the way I promote Mm. is just like, and I was listening to, I heard like on a podcast, people say like, comics are either good comedians or good promoters. Wow, you know, you can, and, I and you, you, can you and every now and then you get someone like Kevin Hart. We'll say, like, yeah, who's a killing it at both, right? Right. And then I'm like, oh, okay, that made me actually feel a little bit better because I because I knew deep down that my promotion level is garbage. I'm like, oh, that means I'm a good comic. But you know what? Like, <laughs> if that's, that's how the math works. I think the nature of stand up, where we're doing live shows, and if you're not documenting something, it just gets lost. It's like if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it. 
did it make a sound? Like, yeah. you know, so you need to like take if that no level. To repost. So even if you do a picture of you doing comedy, like, okay, you did it. It exists. Yeah, exactly. If you killed on stage and no one videotaped a boomerang for Instagram, did it happen? Did it happen? Did you kill did or you not? Kill? No. That's why There's I'm no so nice. I always take stories of everybody that's the communist in me <laughs> yo you have the craziest tripod i've ever seen that fucking thing <laughs> amazon baby folds they're down. all made it in folds china down to handheld yeah they're all made in china swivel and fucking turn and it's got like a Seriously, gyro I've, in it i've gone through so many yeah that one i thought that one it that felt one no this one i've had the one that i held last time yeah because it has the what metal the reinforcement at the base but if yeah. you don't the plastic can break off like oh shit you know your tripods at this point but yeah oh, are you God. submitting anything to winnipeg i'm trying to like yeah. tonight at thompson hotel i was trying to do vices. To a tape yeah but but i'm so you know like i'm not exactly the cleanest comic it's really hard for me to just be like pure mm, like, yeah mm. you're actually like you got a lot of blue stuff and like i do yeah. but you know i can be clean like if yeah, i work I've really hard yeah and, like and there are things that i might edit to make it clean it's just it's very hard to make if that's, it for TV. I know. it's Because yeah. then you ask yourself, it's like, I'm going so against the grain of what I would actually, what I'm actually right. trying to put out. And it's like, is this even and me? It, exactly. Is this even me? Like, so let's say they choose you and then now you're playing within this. Right. Safe space. <laughs> yeah. You, this mold that yeah. you made for submission purposes. Now you're operating in the festival in that mold. Yeah. You know? Now you're like the Hallmark Christmas movie comedy version of yourself. Yeah. Just and then like, you turn yeah. around, you're like, excuse me. Just like, what a fucking cunt. Cunt. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry about that. So yeah, I, have two, your... <laughs> I have three lovely boys mark steven and and then my tourette syndrome yeah they're ah, fucking assholes ah, i hate ah. them i hate them <laughs> you have boys too huh i do and you Great. have no girls no you... no i i wanted a girl so badly um three boys three boys Yo, did yeah. you want to that's the danger zone i did my i coworker. wanted my last one to be a girl my coworker know? had three girls and he's like i'm going for the i'm, I'm going he wants the boy so bad and, and then and then it's a girl like, and no he didn't go for no, it. everyone's okay. that third to fourth kid is that's, I, look, after three kids, yeah. it's just whatever. It's another, it's another gerbil in the pen. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just let them run around. Like, it's I was fine. the fourth kid, so I'm. The, Are you one I'm of four? Uh, no, wow. I'm one of six, but Holy. I was, I was the fourth. Wow. Yeah, I was, I was uh, the family style where we used to run a fucking farm. I guess you know what I mean. Like, I, I have a family unit that's built to operate a nice. Like farm with some livestock. Okay. But you that's know? what they had kids like. That's in, what I'm saying. It's like that system. Yeah, like China has a one child policy, but in the rural Still? areas. I thought they got rid of that. They changed it. Yeah. Um, but their whole policy before, because of overpopulation, but if you go to rural areas, like people back in the day would just have a bunch of kids because it was like free employees. Like that was the reason yeah, to have kids. The whole world was essentially. Also, that. yeah, no birth control. And a couple so. of them are going to die. You know, I mean, that's just. Yeah, like during mortality the cultural... was, was not what it is today. Mm -hmm. Mortality rates, mm -hmm. like everything would take you out back then. Diarrhea, diarrhea would kill everybody. Right. You know, I just watched that Bill Gates yeah. documentary. Now I know about that. Yeah, even acne. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I imagine. <laughs> it would kill me. Yeah. I would just be like, oh, there's All no proactive. All she needed was a single bottle of proactive. <laughs> Where was Jennifer she Hudson? She killed herself because she yeah. had acne. <laughs> was it Jennifer Hudson? Who <laughs> proactive? Proactive got more celebrities than anybody else. I huh? know. Now that I think back, I every celebrity it's was a, sponsored by Proactive. It's a Ponzi scheme for sure because they had so many celebrities. I'm like, yeah. clearly their entire budget is marketing. Yeah, you know, clearly. Like, oh gosh, I how do they have acne. the money? Yeah. to hire 
They have everybody. They have Tiger Woods. And I'm talking about pre-scandal, too. That's expensive Tiger yeah, Woods. Katy Perry, yeah. too, I think. That's, I don't know. These are premium names right now. Right. Oh <laughs> Did you ever use Proactive? No, I used Accutane. Did you have bad acne? I didn't, but I'm a perfectionist. And when I went to China, I actually broke out in so much acne. And I went to, like, this spa. And they would, like, do, like, um, you know, extractions. And they really, like, screwed up my skin. Like blackheads and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, I've just, like, I think women and acne, it's just, it's a lifelong thing. And I think going to China, oh, my God. I'll tell you a quick story because I know we we got to wrap up. But uh, Yeah, we got to get a studio fucking a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually, like, I got a few cosmetic procedures done in China. And it's kind of risky because a lot of it's, like, you know, on I'll tell you this, on April Fool's Day, 2008, I got my boobs done in the lobby of an apartment building masking as a medical spa. Okay. Yeah, and are then, you glad I'm alive? Yeah, um, and the anesthesiologist no, because, is like, it's on April Fool's. No. <laughs> <You're> like, ah. <laughs> no, my thinking was like, China's number one in the world for fake goods, yeah. so it makes sense oh. that I could get my You did the whole done. thing for a bit. Let's be honest. You did that whole <laughs> no, thing no, for no, a bit. No, 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 I didn't. But I mean, like, there's just so much plastic surgery going on there, and everyone, if you see some of these girls, like, you could see. I've seen like, the you Koreans. I've seen the know, Koreans. Yeah, girls. but you don't they know if hard. it's like a filter or if it's because they've had that much work done. Yeah. And usually it's they've had that much work done. I know it's real big. The it's eye insane. thing oh, and the nostril huge. thing. They and just like want to look white. Yeah, right? Truly. A hundred percent. It's a little sad, but that's I wonder reality. when North America will start doing operations to try to look Asian. I wonder if that's in the next hundred ooh, years. Ooh, ooh, the big switch. I don't know. Yo, I'll it's say called, this like, though. Yellow face. My my older sister used to have a lot of skin problems, mm-hmm. and then when she had her kid, I remember when I up. saw her the day or the first time I saw her out of the hospital, and her skin was better than I ever seen in her life. It was perfect, and she's had like blemishes her whole life. And after this kid, it cleared up to a level I didn't even understand. It was almost like all all the old scarring was gone too. I'm wow. like, this hormonally, like her yes. body needed that, yeah. I guess. And I had no idea that those were connected at all. They are. Have you, have you ever seen that before? Oh no, because I developed a thyroid disease okay. problem when I was in China and that really screwed me up, so. I'm still on meds for life now. Well, look at you. It's working out. Oh, <laughs> Whatever thank you're you. Doing, I hope it's so. right. I got to wrap up on that compliment. <laughs> right. we're, yeah. at, we're doing an early one. Hey, plug away. Uh, okay, let me plug, pluggy, pluggy. Uh, December 1st, I'll be doing my first kind of major headline set in Toronto. Hell yeah. Where at, at the Rivoli, uh, 9.30 p.m. You can get tickets. Just look up Rice Asian Comedy Showcase. Um, and also follow me on Instagram because I need to hit 1,000 followers before my next period. Jennifer Comedian. <laughs> or Dire Circumstances. Uh, I'm going to be releasing. The, yeah, if you are in London, Ontario, come out November 20th to the Callback Comedy Show with Mike Rita Headline. It's going to be great. Um, plug in that November 20th at 8 p.m. It's going to be popping up and you know all the extra stuff. Tell your friends about the immigrant section. Rate it. Do all the stuff. Yo, I got to have you back on full episode. Sorry about all this. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Peace. Um.